Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Good evening. I guess it depends on where you're at and when you're listening, right? I mean, we're uh, we're here all the time and we're doing our thing all the time. But, 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 regardless of the time of your day, uh, we have a lot of things happening this day and uh, a lot of things to talk about. So, uh, boy, where to start? I think that the place that we start is uh, with a, a headline from The Federalist. And I want you to bear with me because this isn't going to go where you think. Unredacted FBI memo contradicts Christopher Ray's claim only a single field office targeted traditional Catholics. So uh, Christopher Ray is apparently a liar and a crook. Uh, you know, he's he's got uh, the FBI investigating Catholics for being Catholic. And, uh, you know, the, there's all sorts of issues and problems with that. But that is not the investigation, Christopher Ray's lies, uh, you know, the potential uh, perjury, all these different things. These, this is not where I'm going with this. Instead, I want to talk about um, the church, right? The church. Right now, we have a situation where the church has completely lost itself. And by the church, let me define the church, right? Right now, I'm talking about the church of Christ. Um, I'm actually going to throw in there uh, anyone who follows the God of Abraham, right? So my Jewish and Muslim brothers and sisters. And I call my Jewish and Muslim brothers and sisters that for a reason. If you're an American and you believe in the Judeo-Christian values that were uh, that our nation was promulgated on, and you believe in the the teachings of the God of Abraham, then uh, you know we're all brothers and sisters in the freedom fight, right? Now we we certainly have differences in our faith, and that's okay, as long as we choose to live free and fight for the freedom in America. Well, you believe how you want to believe, and I'll believe how I want to believe, and as long as you're not interfering with my faith and I'm not interfering with yours, so be it. Here's the thing, though. If we look at the Christian Old Testament, uh, you know, some of the stuff from the Talmud and some of this other stuff, there's a, there's a lot of real basic wisdom there, right? Things about men, women, uh, how to live, what to do. Uh, the, the things that have just been universally true and necessary for a society to function for thousands of years. Somehow, most of those teachings have now been thrown into the category of quote-unquote culture war, right? Culture war. And the culture war is something that no one is willing to touch. Democrats are against any sort of traditional culture. They hate everything that the Bible, the Talmud, uh, the Quran, any anything that they stand for, the Democrats hate. I mean, it's just you can count on that, right? Um, the Republicans, however, aren't really any better, right? So the Republican Party is the party of lukewarm. So in the in in my book, in the Bible, we've got the Christian Bible, right? And and uh, it one of the things that Jesus quite famously talks about and is extensively 
uh, involved in is is promulgating his distaste for lukewarm. Uh, Christ was quite clear that he doesn't want uh, lukewarm. He wants you you're either follower or you're not. This was demonstrated in a lot of the teachings in both Judaism and, and Islam as well. Uh, Muhammad did not in any way, shape, or form look for lukewarm followers. Uh, the, the God of Abraham was not giving you a whole lot of, well, if you feel like following me today, there wasn't a whole lot of that anywhere. None of the Judeo-Christian uh, or Islamic teachings really tolerate or appreciate lukewarm. So how is it that we've gotten to a point where there is no political representation that's willing to even talk about these cultural basics that mean something to a huge majority of Americans? Between uh, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, you have a huge, huge, huge majority of Americans. So why is it that none of our political representation seems to have the gonads to talk about anything related to culture? Men being men, women being women, traditional marriage, uh, family values, none, none of this. It's all off the table, even though a huge majority of voters. Well, part of the problem are the people leading our churches, synagogues, mosques, I don't care, whatever. We're, I'm, I'm a Christian. And I don't really care if you're not a Christian. I'm not trying to be offensive to you, but I believe what I believe. And I, I hope you'll find Christ. But if you don't, okay, that's fine. That's between you and him. Uh, but I'm going to talk about it in my terms because I think that's the right thing to do. So disclaimers aside, uh, why, where are our pastors? Where are our priests? Where are all these people? Where? What is this equivocation, this spineless wuss, type of a approach to teaching faith. Where is this? The shepherds, right? So Christ talked about it in terms of the shepherds and their flocks. Uh, and this was talked about in a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of other capacities, but the shepherds and their flocks, right? So, so the church leaders, the synagogue leaders, uh, the imams, these guys, you're all supposed to be leading people towards God, how can you do that if you're afraid to talk about what God taught? How do you teach faith if you don't have it, if you don't have the courage to speak it? Where are our churches? Where are these people? Why is it that I find pastors who, are, well, I don't want to bring up uh, the trans issue because I might not have people in my church. It might offend somebody. What if somebody's, you know, one of my, one of my people, they tithe big, they give good money, every, but they, uh, you know, their, their kid identifies as trans and, you know, there's this and that. And that. What, what the hell is that all about? Where is our courage? Where is our strength? If, if the man who is teaching the Bible doesn't have the courage to tell you what it says, he's not teaching it, is he? And if you're going to a church and you got a pastor, preacher, priest, imam, uh, whatever, rabbi, and they're not teaching it, ask yourself why you're there. Why are you there? There are certain truths that are universal. And now, mind you, we aren't to hate. Now, this I'm going to speak as a Christian here, right? 
I am not to hate someone who, say, for example, has a mental illness and is trans. I don't hate you. I love you. I want to help you to be better. Doesn't mean I'm going to accept your actions. Doesn't mean that if you are a dude and you walk up to me wearing a dress, I'm going to be like, oh, that's cool. You're a chick. I'm not. I'm going to probably look at you funny and think you're nuts. But here's the deal. I'm going to have an opinion because my opinion is based on what I believe to be right and wrong. And I'm not afraid to, uh, to, uh, to put it out there. And I'm not going to be afraid. So where are my shepherds? Where are the people? Why is it that some layman lawyer is out here pushing this, but so many pastors are afraid? They're equivocating. Love your neighbor. Yes, love your neighbor. Don't love their evil. Don't love their, don't love their illicit actions. And by the way, right now, we have a, a, a government that's lost its way. We have global leaders that have lost their way, and they're using their unbridled power and their corruption to attack the innocent, to attack the weak. Shepherds, are you going to stand for your flock, or are you going to watch the wolf eat them? Are you going to do unto others with regards to the evil or to your flock? Because if the weak are being attacked, you should treat them like you'd want to be treated and stand for them. Not stand with the evil who is attacking them, right? Oh, wait a second. You mean as a Christian, I might have an obligation to fight? Dang right you do. Christianity is not a religion of cowards. The meek shall inherit the earth. But the meek uh, obey meekly God, not man, not corruption. The meek that obey God have to recognize that sometimes they got to stand up and be men. And stand for what God wants. You may not love fighting. You may not love being a warrior or uh, battling. But guess what? You're called to do it. And don't tell me if you're a Christian that it's not right. That's cowardice. It's absolute cowardice on the highest level. Folks, uh, I'm looking around and just in my life, right? So I've got a lot of really good, strong women around me who are some of the women around me are absolute warriors, starting with my wife, right? My wife's fighting cancer. Um, I've got, you know, the, the women that help me at my work. I've got a lot of very strong, powerful women, right? And one thing that's universally true is they all are, are very God-focused, right? And as I talk to them, you know, one of the things that I see come up a lot is, Man, it's so hard for my husband to to do this or to do that. You know why? Because for years now, men have been told the one thing that is most unacceptable in life is to be a man. We have actually labeled men acting like men as being toxically masculine. We have actually created a label. I mean, can you imagine if we had a label uh, toxically feminine? How about toxically black or toxically uh, uh, gay or toxically? No, the only thing that you can't, we're supposed to accept everything but a man being a man. And by the way, for my black brothers and sisters, uh, it's the same thing. Did you know that there is black male privilege now? Yeah. 
Yeah, if you're a black man, you got privilege. Did you know that? If you didn't, you need to get up on your liberalism. The one thing that you cannot be, whether you are black, whether you are white, it cuts against all races and all religions. You cannot be a man. You know why that is, folks? I'm going to theorize. It's because they don't want men. Men fight. Men are strong. Men stand for things. That is the number one thing that weak-kneed wussies like Yuval Noah Harari want to get rid of. You know, we've got the nerds running the running the show right now. It's like Revenge of the Nerds, except for the nerds got, uh, uh, I don't know, some sort of a power trip or something. They think they run the show now. Folks, what's occurring is the absolute breakdown of tens of thousands of years of human evolution. Human evolution, right? God has taught us over years, regardless of your religion, what men do, what women do. And it doesn't mean that women can't be, you know, what, whatever they want to be. And it doesn't mean men can't be whatever they want to be. There are weak men and there are strong women. And uh, you be what you want to be. It doesn't matter. Everybody should have equal opportunity. But equal opportunity includes equal opportunity for men, right? I shouldn't have to apologize for who I am. I don't personally apologize for who I am. I, I don't give a crap whether you like it. But uh, so what does that mean then? What, what does that mean? We've got our church leaders that don't have the strength to stand up as men and, and to, to stand for, even for Christ. You know, some of the strongest church leaders I know are women, again. Because if I want to find strong, if I want to find a warrior, I go to the women because there aren't any men left. Everywhere I look, the attack on men. But, but you know, the traditional leaders of the church are men, and they've become weak, just like men everywhere else. And it's time for the men to start stepping up, to start being strong, to start doing what they need to do. Men need to start being men. They need to start acting like men. You know, what does that mean? Well, it depends on your family. It depends on you, Right. But what it doesn't mean is being afraid to speak, being afraid to be who you are. You know, just giving up on life and becoming lazy and, and not participating and drinking away your problems and, uh, you know, just, and this is a real problem right now, right? So I was looking at some, and I don't have the, the paperwork in front of me to cite, but I've looked at the research, you know, the number of men with problems regarding, related to alcohol, drug use, pot, you name your thing, skyrocketing, skyrocketing. Why is that? Well, because we have to deny our nature, right? We're supposed to deny our nature. When you have to deny your nature, you're not happy with yourself. And so it's better to just, you know, lose touch with reality as a drunk, as a, a pothead, as a, uh, an addict, as a whatever, than to face the fact that you can't be you. If you, for a lot of men, if they would embrace who they are, they'd end up doing kind of like I do. They'd be absolute monsters out there telling everybody what they think and fighting for things because that's what men are made for. You know the whole uh, stereotype, you know, men, men are the hunters and the warriors? There's a reason for that stereotype. That's traditionally what we were because that's how we were built. You can call it a stereotype, but I'd call it uh, old wisdom. I'd call it the wisdom of the ages. I think we might need to embrace a little bit more of that wisdom of the ages. 
I want to, I want to, I want to leave this segment. I want to tell you, I want to encourage people to fight. If you're a wife, encourage your husband to be a man. If you're a man, start looking for yourself. Figure out who you are. Uh, I want to, I want to encourage our churches, pastors. Your flock is being eaten by wolves, and you're standing there like a coward. How many will stand aside? Because they don't want to upset anybody. Well, I don't want to talk about any political issues. That might uh, that might lead to uh, an IRS audit. Here's a newsflash, folks. There are rules related to what you can do as a priest or preacher in your church. You can't be political, but you can certainly talk about what's right and wrong related to political issues. You can say abortion's wrong. You can say trans is wrong. You can say all these things are wrong. Man up. Man up. It's time for we, uh, we the men to man up. It's time for us to be dads, to be husbands, to be leaders, and to fight. It's what we were built for. If the men won't fight, we're lost. We can't leave it all to our wives and women. We need to participate. We need to man up. We need to do our thing. Say, hey, support us at TomRens.com. We will be right back. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix Rx is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Okay, welcome back, everybody. And uh, I love this. I love this. Headline, just the news. Trump will not sign RNC loyalty pledge required to attend debate. So the Republican National Committee obviously would love to have Donald Trump at their debate because he's the front runner by about 9 million percent. And they find themselves in a tough position. Because Rona McDaniels, who's related to Mitt Romney and part of the rhino crowd that hates Donald Trump, along with Mitch 
uh, ED leader McConnell, and all of these others who are a bunch of limp weenied Republican girls uh, won't won't do what's necessary to support Donald Trump, but then they're surprised that he won't kiss their butt. There's a war right now, right? There's a war for the heart and mind of the Republican Party. And the reality is, is that according to we the people and the voters, it's a, it's a very clear and decisive victory. Uh, we the people vastly and wildly who are part of the Republican Party support Donald Trump. I mean, yeah, he's up by 38% over DeSantis. It's just, I mean, it's just, he, Donald Trump is anointed, okay? Uh, it's just that simple. So Trump will be the Republican nominee, barring any completely illegal actions by the Democrats, uh, which is certainly not beyond the scope of possibilities, but, uh, you know, it's, it's something. So, uh, what are they going to do, right? So they want Donald Trump to sign this loyalty pledge. that says that once they find a way to screw him out of being the nominee, he's going to support whoever they try and screw him over with. Right. And Trump's not an idiot. He's like, no, I ain't signing that. Why the hell would I sign that? I'm not going to support just whoever you put up there. I just what because it's Republican. Republican Party's corrupt. He didn't say that. I did. Um, and he's also said he doesn't know if he's going to show up to their stupid debate. Frankly, if I were him, I wouldn't. Why? What's the point? What good? He's already won the nomination. He doesn't need to debate. What is there to debate? We the people like him. The primary voters in the Republican Party want Donald Trump. There's no question about that. All this is is an opportunity for the rhinos to try and undermine him. Why would he do that? But this is the problem, right? This is the problem. We have a Republican Party that is openly against the will of its base. The Republican Party does not reflect we the people. This is why I had uh, Christina Kamara on uh, from the Michigan GOP, which is the only state Republican Party I know uh, that actually supports we the people. I mean, she's actually talking about voter fraud and voter integrity and fighting these things. She's talking about COVID. She's talking about all these things that we care about. She's willing to stand on them. And, you know, so far she's been honest, and, and I think she will be. So you've got her doing all this. Compare that to what you've got from the GOP who pulled money from MAGA candidates in 2022 and lost the Senate because Mitch McConnell would rather lose the Senate than have MAGA Republicans in because that's how corrupt the Uniparty is, which uh, the Uniparty and uh, the GOP leadership on the national front are, are the same thing, by the way, folks, in case you're unaware. So, you know, these guys are mad because uh, you know, Donald Trump isn't kissing their butt, but Hey, I haven't heard the RNC call for impeachment of Joe Biden. I haven't heard them give a full-throated uh, defense of Donald Trump and all of these fake indictments. I haven't heard them do anything. Why the hell should he do anything for them? He shouldn't. If I was Donald Trump, I'd put out a statement. I'd say as soon as impeachment proceedings begin on Merrick Garland, Mayorkas, uh, and uh, Joe Biden, 
And as soon as uh, we see votes to defund all fraudulent, illegal investigations and political interference from the DOJ, and as soon as we see votes to repeal the Green New Deal and defund the 87,000 IRS agents and to defund any sort of programs pushing transgender mutilation, a child genital mutilation in schools, then I will openly start endorsing the Republican Party. But until the Republican Party starts backing the things that I care about, I'm not pushing it. I'm not showing up at your debates and I'm sure as hell never going to sign your loyalty pledge. That's what Donald Trump should do. I hope he puts out a statement on it. Donald Trump puts out a statement like that. Man, that would be golden. That would be spectacular. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what we, the people, would, Donald Trump could in one fell swoop put the Republican Party in a situation where they had no choice. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine if Donald Trump said, hey, I want everybody who likes what Mitch McConnell's doing to call him. And I want everybody who doesn't like to call him as well. Let him know how you feel about what he's doing. Hey, if you like McCarthy's refusal to have an impeachment so that he can have more hearings, give him a call. If you like Jim Jordan having more hearings and never impeaching anyone or doing anything of substance, give him a call. Can you imagine if Trump did that? If Trump actually played some political hardball with his platform? Oh, my God. And I got to tell you, the people of this country are waiting for that leadership. They're begging for it. Donald Trump could, in in one fell swoop, I mean, can you imagine if he unleashed his people to actually do things? I mean, it would be unbelievable. Unbelievable. But, you know, he's, he's trying to be respectful. He's trying to be a statesman. He's trying to do this, trying to do that. And, you know, I, I understand. I Listen, for me, I'm a, I'm a dirty street fighter folks you know i mean listen i i you know i'm a christian i love god but i'm broken and i ain't perfect and to me when i get into a street fight the rule is win okay the rule is not i'm gonna play by the rules of the fight and i know the people that we're fighting have no ethics they have no rules they're openly atheist and uh, if they're an atheist that means the only rule you have is don't get caught right so uh, yeah, that, that's my approach, but you know, Trump's probably a better man than me. So whatever, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, why the hell would Donald Trump sign an RNC loyalty pledge? Why? I mean, cause they're so loyal to him, by the way, the party platform says that they're supposed to be supporting Donald Trump. Uh, yeah, that's in their paperwork, folks. Does it sound like they're doing that? Does it sound like ED leader Limp Weenie uh, McConnell is doing anything? <laughs> Certainly not anything to support we the people or Donald Trump. That's for darn sure. When the Republican Party starts supporting we the people, well, maybe Donald Trump will support them. Then on the other side, we've got this, right? I, folks, okay, so here's a clip. This is a clip. Uh, I got this clip. I believe it's uh, yeah. Liberty Daily put this together. Uh, I got to talk to. I got to talk to JD. I got to talk to him. JD Rucker and uh, Liberty Daily crew. They're good, good people. I got to talk to them. I think we need to. Uh, 
uh, work a little bit closer together because I really like these guys. Um, but I'm, here's a clip. Okay, I want you to listen to this. I don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. People. That was Nancy Pelosi talking about uprisings against Donald Trump. Okay, this is a clip of Democrats talking about uh, uprisings and violence against Donald Trump. Right? Okay, here's the next one. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Wait, 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 wait. What? What? Did he just say protests are not supposed to be peaceful? Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kick How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? The biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. Why? Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You would have been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. And that's a fact. That, folks, was a clip of good Democrats talking about punching Donald Trump in the face, violence in the streets, and everything else. Democrats calling for violence. By the way, I would like to very publicly right now offer any of those hero Democrats, uh, De Niro, uh, what's his name, the the Titanic guy. What's that little weenie's name? Uh, He was in Titanic. Uh, He runs around telling everybody about global warming because he's super tough uh, while he's flying around on his uh, private jets. Oh, what is the guy's name? Uh, let's look. Let's look this one up. What is the Titanic actor? Uh, it's bothering me, folks. Uh, oh, I can't believe that I can't remember that little weenie's name. Uh, not Kate Winslet. He, he's he's less tough than Kate Winslet. Uh, oh boy, DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay, so here, here's my public offer. You guys want to go punch someone in the face? I will, uh, I will be happy to sign a uh, agreement so that you know neither of us can, none of us can sue each other. I'll be happy to get in the ring with any of you wussies, and uh, let's go. Let's you punch me in the face. You punch me all you want. I'm gonna punch you back though. Bunch of wussy. They're super tough, you know, standing behind the podium. They remind me of these keyboard warrior weenies that I see on Twitter. Talk about how tough they are. Oh, we're tough. Oh, we're going to do that. Hey, I don't know, brother. Let's get the gloves on and try it out. I'm okay with it. I, you know, and I'm not going to say I'm going to win every fight. I'm not. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm 46 years old. I'm not half of what I used to be, but you know, I don't care if I win or lose. I'm happy to let you try it, but I'm going to get a few, a few on the way down. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I, when I was a younger guy, I used to punch pretty hard. So I'm happy to, happy to try that out. You bunch of Big mouth wussies. De Niro, you want to punch uh, Donald Trump? Let's go, De Niro. Let's get your gloves on. Let's see how tough you are. You like to shoot your mouth off. I'll go in the ring with you. I'd have to be careful I don't break your hip, you dinosaur. But, you know, I'm happy to try it. I wouldn't hit De Niro too hard. I wouldn't want to break him. 
Uh, he's kind of a, he's got a big mouth, but I think he's pretty, I think he's got a small weenie and uh, very little uh, intelligence. So, I mean, you know, whatever. All right. Yes, folks. I'm okay. Someone just, someone, oh my God, my poor, poor producer just stroked out right now. Um, did Renzo say that? Yeah, I might've, I might've. All right. Um, <laughs> uh Folks, you know, you shouldn't be allowed to have as much fun as I have with this show. Uh, but I do. I, I got to tell you, this is one of the, this show is one of the most fun things I do. I, because I get to say things that, that I just know annoy the left on levels that, that I can't even describe. And because, you know, they can't do hit pieces on me, folks. They can't write about my show. Uh, they can't call me any names or do anything. Because if they do... All they'll do is give me a bazillion more followers so I can literally say anything I want and they can't do a darn thing about it. It's almost like I got free speech. That's why I love this show. I actually, uh, I'm one of the freest guys on the planet because if they want to do hit pieces on me, all I'm going to do is get more followers. And if they ignore me, all I'm going to do is keep saying everything I want to say. So I win no matter what and I'm having a lot of fun doing it. So this is a good thing. This is one of the things that makes all the fighting I do uh, worth it because I get to I get to call people like Mitch McConnell the erectile dysfunction leader of the Senate. That's right, ED leader, because everything he does is limp except for his response to Ukraine uh, and other corrupt Chinese interest type things. All right, folks, I might have crossed several lines here. Uh, poor, my poor producer. Oh, God bless her. Anyways, uh, so we've got the Democrats calling for violence against Republicans. Uh, white men, we had a white men in there, right? We, we got a, white men are evil, um, and they're the cause of all the problems. Uh, Donald Trump, all these different things. These guys were literally calling for violence. Now, I'm going to tell you what. I don't think that we should have violence. I think we should not do that. I think we should avoid violence. I think we should remain peaceful. Martin Luther King, Jesus Christ, Mahanagat. We got the leaders who showed us how to do this without violence, right? We do. Let's follow their example. And let's be better than these leftist monsters. They think that they should take to the street and burn the cities. Okay, well, you guys do that. We'll defend ourselves. Make no mistake. And like I said, if you want to get jump in the ring, but that's okay because everybody knows what happens. If you jump in the ring, everybody knows what that is. And there's no, that's not violence. That's just two people agreeing to jump in the ring, right? We have that right. Um, and by the way, I do offer that for, you know, uh, if Leonardo DiCaprio or, or any of those guys that want to punch Donald Trump in the face, Trump's way above you guys, right? So Trump's not going to lower himself to, to acknowledging some little weenie like Leonardo DiCaprio who runs around on his private jet screaming about climate change. Uh, he's not going to deem you worth talking to. But you know what? I would jump in the ring with you, and I would enjoy punching your face very hard. I would really enjoy that. I don't care. Yeah, Even if uh, you turned out to be some sort of a super ninja and I didn't know it and uh, were able to win the fight, I would still be happy uh, to get a, uh, to take the punches and uh, do the ones that I uh, you know throw the ones that I could. So, um, folks, I, everybody likes to run their mouth. Everybody likes to, the Democrats can say anything they want, but we're not supposed to. That's why I do this show. That's what we're doing here. 
you know, it's turnabout's fair play. We play by their rules. Now, the difference is, is because I have ethics and they don't, I don't call for violence. I don't believe violence is the right thing to do. I disagree with those people, especially the monsters that were talking about assassination and things like that. That's horrible. I would never do that. I think that that's horrible. So, you know, we're calling for peace. They're calling for violence. These hypocrites, they, they like this, but they want to know why Donald Trump is not participating in the RNC debate. They want to know why Donald Trump fights hard against the Democrats and the left. Well, there you have it. These guys want to, they, they want to punch him. They want to kill him. They want to shoot him. That's what they said, right? They want violence in the streets. Republicans, they're fine with it. Why should he agree to do anything for these people who are hating him and destroying him? Simple fact of the matter is, is if you're Donald Trump, the only reason you're doing this is because we the people. That's it. We the people, right? You aren't doing it for favor from people who are going to hate you because those guys aren't going to change. The media, the leftists, the Democrats, and the rhinos, they're not going to ever love Donald Trump. That's not going to change. He's doing this for we the people. I hope he keeps fighting the way that he is, and I hope he keeps ignoring these leftist crooks. We'll be right back. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news, liberty and justice for all. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Okay, everybody, welcome and back and welcome to uh, the Stack O Stuff segment. I'm very excited about our stack today, lots of stuff, but I want to start out with something that's just plain sad. Right, just plain sad. So we've got a headline, Outkick. Save Women's Sports Bill signing was a historic event kids needed to see mom say despite vicious attacks. So you got a couple moms here, and uh, they were 
going to Governor Abbott's ceremonial signing of the Save Women Save Women Sports Act, right? Save Women Sports. So what is that? Well, that's an act that says that if you've got a weenie, you can't be in a girl's sport. If you were born with a weenie, you can't be in a girl's sport. If you ever had or, uh, you know, were, were a person who possessed a weenie, you are not a girl and cannot compete against people who are girls. That makes sense to me, right? Uh, I am a, a 6'4", 235-pound man, and I'm old now. I'm 46. And still, uh, you know, most women in most sports wouldn't have a chance against me. Now, there, there are people, I mean, like, I can't outswim Riley Gaines. She'd swim circles around me. But generally speaking, my point is, is that I have a huge unfair competitive advantage against someone who was born as a woman. Because I'm not. I'm a dude. I was born with all the stuff that makes me a dude, which means that I was born in a way where my body developed to be bigger, stronger, faster than most women. Right? So this is a, a good common sense thing, and it's a, a victory for women. And I'm, I'm a big fan of this. My wife was an athlete. You know, I, I think that women's sports are awesome. Uh, you know, and uh, yeah, we, we want to make sure that women have the right to compete against women on a fair playing field. So this is a, a good bill. And, uh, you know, these moms, they, they want to take their little girls to, to the signing because it's a very exciting. Thing. Hey, hey, daughter, we just protected your rights and you're going to actually have a shot in women's sports. You're not going to have to compete against men. That's a great thing, right? So they get there and you've got these little girls, right? These cute little girls, uh, 10-year-old, 6-year-old, and, and you know, just little girls, right? Babies. They're all excited, you know, mommy, we get to go make sure that we can actually be be fair and have a shot in our sports as we grow up. And uh, they get there, and what do they see? Well, what do you think they saw? A bunch of trash, perverted, leftist lunatics. People who are just plain garbage. And you know they're garbage. Why do you know they're garbage? Not because they were exercising their right to free speech. They don't have to love the bill. That's fine. I mean, you don't have to love that. You don't even have to agree with it. Now, I, I may think you're an idiot if you disagree with that bill, and I do. But you have every right in this country to disagree and even to protest should you choose to. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. So, quote, eyewitnesses, including 12-time NCAA All-American swimmer Riley Gaines, spoke out, uh, who spoke at the signing, said protesters shouted, spat, and even threw things at attendees as they left the building, including these little girls. Quote, they are on either side of the walkway, leaning over the rails as far as they can. Clark, who attended the signing with her nine-year-old daughter, told Fox News Digital of the incident. I mean, you've got someone three inches from my no daughter's face yelling F you in her, in the, her face. A nine-year-old. I was very close there, folks. I almost slipped up and said the word, but it's the F you. I'm, I'm very glad I caught myself. Uh, but I, uh, almost a slip there. Um, but the point is, uh, quote, there were inches between myself, my children, and the protesters. That's when they started screaming profanities in my face and at my children. One of them said, God hates your children. Uh, really? Really? 
Here's a news flash for you sicko perverts and you absolutely vile scumbags that want to call yourself Christians. God loves her children. God loves the fact that she's standing for what's right. God probably does not love, and I can't speak for God, but my guess, based on my reading of the Bible, is that God doesn't love your cowardice. The fact that you would stand and defile children who are standing for what is right and wrong. God made men and women. He didn't make men to be women, and he didn't make women to be men. Show me in the Bible where there's any justification for your behavior. You can't, because there isn't. You sicko sellouts that want to call yourself Christians and undermine people who are standing for Christian values are the worst of the worst. You are the Mitch McConnells of Christianity. It doesn't get worse than a sellout. Anyways, so I find this to be uh, uh, really appalling on a monumental level. Uh, you know, these, these people, it's bad enough. That it's one thing to pr- protesting's fine. Got no problem with that. Got no problem with people being there. And, uh, yeah, it's bad enough if you're going to be unprofessional and act like an animal with adults. But to do that to kids, these people are the most vile, awful creatures on the planet. And I look forward to defeating them utterly. We will defeat this cult of lunatics. And I look forward to it. We'll do so peacefully. We'll do so lawfully. But we will defeat them nonetheless. And I look absolutely forward to the day where their existence is crushed out of the uh, political discourse in this country because they have no credibility and they are garbage. Okay, moving on. Uh, Zero Hedge. New report shows San Francisco has worst recovery of any city from the pandemic. San Francisco downtown has 32% less foot traffic than 2019, office building vacancies at 33%. Wait a second, you're telling me that Poop App San Francisco doesn't have uh, a robust recovery? I can't believe that. You've got to be kidding me, right, folks? I mean, they've got a Poop App. You'd think everybody would want to be in San Francisco because they can always use their Poop App to find out where there's poop. That way they can avoid it, right? What other city has an app specifically available to show you, uh, you know, where the poop is? I don't think there are any. So, uh, you know, to me, I just don't think that, uh, I don't think you can do any better than San Francisco. So, um, you know, let's support Poop App San Francisco, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, folks. I like this one. Headline. Judge punishes airline for suspending pro-life flight attendant. Southwest Airlines, folks. Remember when Southwest Airlines used to be like a pro-American company, you know, like God Family Country and Southwest Airlines like that. And they were good people before they got taken over by the globalists and sold out and sold their soul to everything. That one, you know, that Southwest Airlines, the one that I wouldn't fly on now for anything. Yeah, so... Uh, Southwest Airlines informed the Hill that it plans to appeal a federal judge's order that requires the company to implement training on religious freedom for three of its lawyers. That's right. Uh, The lawyers, and this is a problem, right? Because a lot of lawyers don't care about the law. They only care about, you know, what they think the law should be. And that's not the role of a lawyer. Uh, A a lawyer's job is you want to fight 
to change the law, do what I do, right? That's why I do this show. That's why I do so much public work and so much political work. I do a lot of political outreach. I'm very active politically. But when I go to the court, my job is not in any way, shape, or form to be a political activist. It's to argue the law. It's real simple. The law is what the law is. Okay. So uh, Judge Brantley Starr issued the mandate earlier this week after jury determined that Southwest Airlines had unfairly suspended a flight attendant in 2017 for a post in social media criticizing abortion. Right? So Southwest Airlines didn't want their uh, their flight attendant to uh, to have any sort of free speech or political speech, and uh, so they got rid of her because she didn't like abortion. She she stated it privately, right? Privately stated on her social media that, you know, I don't like it. So uh, here's the part that I love. On top of reinstating this attendant and providing damages, the company Southwest is now ordered to have several of its attorneys undergo religious freedom training by the Alliance Defending Freedom. ADF is going to have to train their attorneys on how to not be crooks. I love this, folks. This is, uh, this is one of the most wonderful things I've seen in quite some time. They're going to appeal it naturally because uh, they're hoping that someone will overturn this. But the judge ordered that, and I think that is an absolutely appropriate order. I love this. Uh, you know, Southwest notice failed to mention Title VII. The federal law known as Title VII contains a prohibition. That prohibition forbids Southwest discriminating against flight attendants for their religious beliefs, Starr wrote. Uh, well, good for him. Good for him uh, because that's true. You can't just... Uh, discriminate against someone based on their religious beliefs, and that's that. So, anyways, uh, this is a great thing. Every now and then, the courts really get it right, and uh, I like that one. Okay, Rand Paul, don't worry, guys. Rand Paul is not investigating vaccines, and he's not investigating uh, the DOD funding anything. But he is uh, still looking for headlines and getting uh, you know everybody to vote for him because. He just took the extraordinary step against Dr. Fauci, who no longer is in the government. So, you know, this is, so let me explain to you what this is. So Rand Paul goes on Fox and Friends and says that he is going straight to the prosecutor, the U.S. attorney in D.C., I'm sure that's going to help, saying that he wants you to prosecute Fauci for lying to Congress about NIH uh, involvement with gain-of-function research in Wuhan. Now, notice he didn't say anything about DOD involvement with research in Wuhan or CIA involvement with research in Wuhan because Rand Paul doesn't actually want to do anything. He just wants a headline. And he knows that he's got permission from Mitch McConnell and from all the leftists to throw Anthony Fauci under the bus. Someone said to Rand Paul, go ahead, go after you can go after Fauci all you want. He's not in government anymore. It wasn't going to matter. So they, they, Fauci's a sacrificial lamb right now. And don't get me wrong, Fauci should be in jail, in my opinion. But uh, Rand Paul isn't actually doing anything. He's just looking for more headlines. He's just worried about getting elected. And since he totes the line for Mitch McConnell just enough, Mitch McConnell said, okay, you can have Anthony Fauci, who's retired from government, because that's not going to, you, but you can't talk about the DOD or CIA involvement with Wuhan, right? You can't do that. 
the DOD and CIA are, are as actually more responsible for this than Anthony Fauci, believe it or not. Um, but, uh, the, you know, there's nothing there on that. So he's, Rand Paul is going out to take the extraordinary step of asking for a criminal prosecution for perjury, not for murder, not for anything else, against Anthony Fauci uh, because uh, he wants headlines. So he goes on left-wing Fox News. By the way, if you think this is actually a legit move, why is he on Fox News talking about it? Uh, this is not a legitimate move. This is a distraction, folks. This is them trying to show you that they care when they don't. They don't. Uh, this is not a legitimate thing. This is a Republican headline grab to try and distract conservatives and patriots from the reality that the DOD is still funding gain-of-function research, the CIA is still pushing gain-of-function research, and that it continues ongoing around the world, including in the United States. No uh, word from Rand Paul as to why he's not investigating that. No word from Jim Jordan or the other Republicans that go out and tell everybody that they're freedom leaders and grab headlines, but don't do anything. You notice that I don't, you notice that when I talk about this, by the way, folks, that it doesn't get picked up in the mainstream. Have you ever wondered why? Have you ever asked yourself why it is? Because you'd think that the mainstream would say, oh, we've got a, a conservative going after Rand Paul and Jim Jordan, and that that would be published everywhere. Wouldn't you think that that, in, that sort of thing would be published as infighting? And be, why do you think it's not? See, because these guys are actually just a distraction. They have the they have the okay to do this. They aren't doing this on their own. It's not because they're rebels. It's not because this is any sort of a big thing. This is because Rand Paul got the okay to go after Anthony Fauci because it's meaningless. It's a distraction. If this were real, if this were a legitimate thing. Everybody in the mainstream would love what I'm doing, but they don't because it's not real. It's not legitimate. This is a guy who is retired from the government. They're going to throw him under the bus. They know that there's not going to be any real consequences. This is just a distraction. It's meaningless. This is Rand Paul getting uh, the crumbs from Mitch McConnell's table. That's all it is. It's completely meaningless. It's just a headline. And uh, it's very disingenuous. So uh, I don't care about this outside of to point out the fact that it's corrupt. I do care about that. Oh, headline Daily Signal. As White House pushed Facebook to censor COVID-19 vaccine content, Facebook employees leaked to the White House. No kidding. Okay, so... I'm not going to spend any time on this because I kind of don't care, but I thought it was worth mentioning uh, in the sense that, uh, you know, just more evidence, the the collusion between the White House and Facebook. And even when Facebook didn't want to, you know, wanted to protect their own interests over the White House, uh, the leftists who were embedded in Facebook, who probably worked for the, you know, one of the intelligence agencies, uh, told the White House what was going on so that, you know, the White House could properly stifle any possible dissent from Facebook. Not that there would have been any real dissent, but, you know, whatever. Okay. Florida. This, my friends, is why I have been so focused and so of the belief that Ron DeSantis needs to stay in Florida. Orlando prosecutor suspended by DeSantis has long record of leniency towards drug traffickers and violent offenders. 
DeSantis is doing a pretty good job in Florida. Not perfect. He needs to do more, but he's done a pretty good job. You're not going to beat Trump. It's not going to happen. We the people have, have very, I mean, MAGA is about Donald Trump. All you're doing is distracting from your work in Florida, and there's a lot more work to be done. How about mRNA and food, Ron? How about mRNA and food? What bill do you got on that? How about the the Bill Gates mosquitoes that you've got running around your state? How about the election fraud? How about some hardcore bills? How about doing that? DeSantis has an opportunity. Continue building your record, and then in 2028, if you've continued to do this and you actually take on these super hard issues, we will be happy to support you for president. It's not time. It's just not your time yet. Face it. Uh, I, I appreciate that. But we need more in Florida right now. We have to have one state that remains conservative. We can't lose that. And, you know, I mean, all this is doing is is making people sour on DeSantis. He doesn't have a chance. And I don't know why we keep screwing with this. I mean, he's not going to win the primary. There's just no way conceivable. I, and even if he does, if the Democrats take out Trump somehow, people aren't going to be excited about it. I don't know, folks. I don't know. Support us at TomRens.com and share the Tom Renz Show and the America Out Loud Network everywhere. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.